Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit this week on Awesome Cast, it's just me and Sheila all by our lonesomes as we're talking about drones at the Pittsburgh Comic Con. All of the Apple news fit to drone on about, ah, and so much more in the tech department. Awesome Cast, stay tuned. Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at SliceOnBroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Hello, nerds, geeks, and people of the technological affinities it is the awesome cast episode 266 i'm mike sorg at sorgatron on the twitter in the mayhem studios in pittsburgh pa ready to get geeky get techie around here with me on the line from studio b b as in bodacious it is john chachilla <laughs> at chilla on the twitter is joining me how you doing pretty good how are you good 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 I, i'm excited it was a hell of a week lots of announcements some of us made orders um that we'll be paying off for the next year or two and uh and 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 we'll uh, stuff of an apple nature we but this is not going to be an apple loaded show i hope i think we're we're not aiming it to be an apple loaded show so i want to put that out there right off the bat um but it's been a week so i feel like we don't need to i feel like a lot has been said i know i did two episodes of basic ergonomics on some of the stuff already but i i I can't wait to kind of uh share thoughts and everything here oh definitely and i don't like you said i don't think it's going to take the whole show but there's definitely been a lot of announcements and i think there's going to be in the weeks to come a lot of uh, answers back to to apple's announcements where we have I don't think we have a date for Google's next announcement, but Microsoft's already announced their dates right, for their right. next announcements. We'll be talking about that a bit, but you can join us. You can join the conversation, awesomecast.net. You can join us Tuesdays about 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Live, the, the stream goes live, and then you'll hear a little extra uh, than what we get into the show at live.awesomecast.net, 6.30 p.m. <laughs> Tuesdays um, Eastern Time. And, of course, please go check us out over on awesomecast.net. You can subscribe to the podcast on, uh, on, on audio and video forms, uh, wherever that may be. Uh, wherever you want to consume us, how you want to consume us. I know we have a lot of audio listeners out there, and I, I appreciate that. And uh, a lot of people picking up on, because uh, we're putting clips up, especially when, you know, uh, Chilla's got some of his gadgets he needs to show off uh, and review on the show. Uh, we, we, we have some great little videos, and a lot of you guys have been checking that out and really appreciate that, too. Uh, also, a big thanks. You can support us if you find value in the show uh, over at patreon.com slash awesomecast. We are actually going to meet with one of our Patreons, our patrons, uh, later this week over at Slice on Broadway, of all places, um, partially because they keep hearing about it. And they're like, well, if we're going to go meet, let's do it at Slice. I'm like, 
sure it's up the road for me i'm cool i'm in and uh and we're going to be doing that uh, so i'm excited to see how that goes state of awesome cast has already has been up i was a little late sorry about that guys uh but uh if you're uh donating even a little bit you get an idea what's going on and actually what's going on on sorgatron media a little bit there was actually uh, uh we came from somewhere different it wasn't the studio it was uh it was a little bit it was in the new offices um up in uh, a neighborhood away that we've been uh, moving into little by little here um and and getting a lot done so uh so go check all that out thanks a lot to everybody that's been supporting us over the last uh a few weeks a lot a lot of interactions on online oh we're on facebook awesome cast on twitter uh as well so chilla let's get into our awesome things of the week so we both went to wizard world yes we did <laughs> wizard world came to pittsburgh baby <laughs> And it was nice. It was nice. We had our, our, our con downtown at that beautiful con- convention center that never had anything that interested me until now for the 10 years plus it's been up, right? Um, and it was great to go in that building and explore that just in general. That's an awesome thing in geekery right there, right, Chilla? Oh, definitely. I, I was so happy with the turnout. I, it, it, I, I couldn't have, I, I hope Wizard World was happy. Um, I, I couldn't have been happier with the turnout. Um, Especially coming from some prior cons and Steel City Con, things of that nature, I, it was so exciting, and I actually I just can't wait for next year. Right, um, uh, I, am I, I, as we spoke before, I, I frequent the, the Philly um, Wizard World, and Pittsburgh, obviously being home to me, will, will be a nice addition to that to that rotation. How did it compare to you know again Wizard World? So it's, it's the same people doing. Basically the same thing. It seems like um, they've kind of franchised this thing. How did Philly compare to Pittsburgh at this point? And again, Pittsburgh being a first year for these guys. Um, compared to Philly, it was a bit smaller. Um, the guest, the guest list, obviously, was a little bit shorter. Not mm-hmm. as big names. I mean, you had your Shatner, um, and you're well, well more versed in the the WWE superstars that were there right page um, and uh dean ambrose and we actually have periscopes from their q and a's over on wrestling mayhem show.com uh so you can actually uh, not great to watch but we have audio versions of most of those periscopes so you even just to listen to it, it it's fine and it's kind of interesting especially a page one is very entertaining if you're into wrestling very cool um but it, the, i thought that they were missing a couple of the bigger tables that i see in philly Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had planned a large t-shirt purchase at this con, <laughs> um, and this, turtle tees was there, which is one of my favorite, one of my definite favorite t-shirts, but there's a, uh, superhero, there's a superhero, um, shirt, t-shirt company that, that was not there. And, and you'll spot them at the wizard cons by their ginormous two story, um, area of t-shirts but but other than that i would say it was it was on par um with what i've seen in philly um like i said the great turnout of of people when i was there on saturday it was definitely crowded um and then when i was there on sunday as i left it was starting to get crowded sunday's always kids day um Mm -hmm. i had christopher who's uh 17 months so keeping him through the crowd can be somewhat challenging so i took him until the crowd started to get pretty big and then and we left but I, I, like i said i couldn't have been happier with the crowd that was there and the one cool thing and I, i'll actually have to send you a uh i took a panoramic 
of the con from above the floor, um, which you can't, you definitely can't get in Philly. There's no overlook, but that was super cool about Pittsburgh. You could get that over overlook view um, and see everything that was going on. Yeah. I mean, and certainly, you know, because I think a lot of people went and they weren't really, they didn't know so much was going on. They're like, why was it 55 bucks when you walked in on Saturday? I was like, well, you know, you could have walked in and seen a QA from David Duchovny and William Shatner and Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and all these other things that were going on. Uh, people just came and saw like pretty much a show floor and a, and a place to purchase things. And kind of, I think that was it for them for the most part. And there's a shot from probably a little later on Sunday, if I recall correctly, uh, of that of that floor. And it was a little disjointed. I think there are some people that didn't know that those were up there, um, that maybe mm-hmm. just weren't familiar with everything that was going to be there, because you do did have to go up a uh, uh, some uh, you know a, 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 a kind of a, to a different part up a stair stairway or a, a elevator and cross right escalator. That's the word. That's the strange technology. <laughs> the that, moving steps. The moving steps. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but no, I, and, 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 you know, depending on who you are, depending on how your table did the weekend, and it is a, a little pricier for a lot of the artists to get in there, uh, get their tables at these things. Um, so, uh, they're iffy, but I, I understand that there's a five-year contract with, uh, David Lawrence Convention Center for Wizard World. Uh, so it's probably going to be coming back next year. What was it? There's already dates for next year, uh, the weekend of the 16th, it looks like. Uh, so mm-hmm. again, looking forward to that and, uh, knowing that we can put that on our calendar and we'll be there next year. And I don't know, maybe we'll, I don't know, maybe there's, it's time to do a Sorgatron Media booth at some of these things and get the word out a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the did Patreons get, go. <laughs> did you get a chance to talk to Jason David? frank at all uh no i did not i would definitely if you if you get a chance next year or if you're at, at any of the other wizard worlds there's there's we're talking ones, about obviously we're talking about philly there's cleveland um there's plenty of cons around around the area the mm. wizard runs jason david frank the green ranger mm-hmm. as many of you may know him from from power rangers um is a huge um advocate of the con so I'm sure you could get him to do a short blurb about Surgatron Media or Oscast or whatever, and I'm sure he'd more than be happy to to do that just for fun. Um, Most of the cheering and yelling that occurs at the con is him getting the audience excited. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you get a chance, just even stop by and say hi to him. Um, Um, He's super personable and approachable Mm -hmm. and has no problem just chilling. I was uh, I was trying to catch because I thought he had a, another session on on Sunday and it turned out to be kind of a kids karate class that he was conducting. <laughs> um, so I walked in. I was like, oh, this is not for me. Um, but I got to walk through and catch the end of it because I actually went and checked out. Um, I think one of the ghost hunters um, was going on at that time, which was also a really cool thing to sit in on. Dean Kane. I got to ask Dean Kane a question uh, about wrestling because he just did a movie with the big show from WWE. It was, you know, a huge guy and, and everything and, and didn't realize the guy Mo Lightning that does a lot of the uh, the 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 uh moderating on there uh he has a wrestling podcast and our buddy mad mike was on that wrestling podcast back in the day before he used to work with wizard um wrestling audio.com i think is, is is the site so that was an interesting thing and i'm like man i wish i would have realized that uh, you know because uh, you know after he dropped that knowledge about big show and the and the growth thing that, that andre has and everything uh, i want to get into some of the tech side of things uh, my, which is my the actual awesome part of this it generally wizard world <laughs> is my like life awesome thing right now that we had a con and i got to like just go right downtown I, I, like one of the biggest cons in the country not one of them in the country but a big, a big con happened like two miles from my house and I got to go to it. That, that's just awesome to me. Um, 
But uh, we got a chance to find some technology on the show floor. And here's a little video and a little talk I had uh, with the micro drone. Not the drone itself. I talked to the people that were representing the drone. That sounds weird, too. Let's just go to the video. My name is Bethany Leeds. This is Alec Orndorff over here. We are just the marketers for Extreme Flyers is the name of the company. We're just out here promoting the Micro Drone 3.0 today. Really, it's a drone for everyone. It's entirely modular, so as technology is coming out, we're able to update them, and you don't have to buy a whole new drone just to keep up with the current technology. We've got an HD camera, six-axis gyro, so the drone, it can do flips and whatnot. The range is 300 feet, gets up to 45 miles an hour. You can download an app onto your phone so the camera can live stream. It also comes with a virtual reality headset. So say you're streaming on your phone, you just put your phone in a headset, then you can wear it so while you're flying you're seeing what the drone is seeing. What's great about it being modular is that um, every single part is going to be online. You can swap parts in and out and then as more accessories are available, you can always attach them onto the drone. It's got a six axis gyro, so when you turn it on you just put on a flat surface and it self-recognizes that level position. That's how when they're in the air they can self-stabilize. So on Indiegogo we've got about 2.5 million dollars raised so far. What's so great about that is that the more money we raise, the more accessories we're able to come out with. So right now we're working on a camera gimbal. We're working on a night vision camera, a laser pointer, little Nerf guns to add on to it. So more accessories are to come. Right now you can go on Indiegogo.com. Honestly, the easiest way is probably to type in uh, Micro Drone 3.0 onto Google. It'll be the first link on there. Other than that, you can go to ExtremeFlyers.com and check it out. So, yeah, uh, that was a really cool thing. Uh, Indiegogo Micro Drone 3.0. I got the flyer right here, so if I need any details, uh, that helps out. Uh, yeah, they're, they're kicking ass on their, on their Indiegogo. I was looking at it a little bit today. Um, and, and I like their, their upgrades. They're like, we're going to put a gimbal cam, gimbal cam uh, which is going to... Um, you know, kind of steady things a little more, and I think actually move a little bit. Um, there's so many like add-ons. I don't know if you had a chance. You watched the video right before uh, we went on air, air here, uh, Chilla. But did you have a chance to check out the booth or talk to those guys uh, over the weekend? I didn't talk to them, and I'll be honest with you, why I didn't talk to them because I had seen what I thought was them at Philly, mm. and I'm learning by watching that video that wasn't what was in Philly. So I was like, when I walked by their booth, I thought, oh, I've seen this. And I don't know if it's the next version of what I saw in Philly because I did see a, what, maybe it was Microdrone 2.0. Right. Um, But yes, the the add-ons where you could add a gimbal, where you could add um, night vision, you could add a bunch of stuff. And on on the drone that I saw that you could actually not have the camera at all you could kind of do a bunch of mods and 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 stuff like what they what they were doing which is why i didn't go over and and look look at them what i'll be interested in is next year will you see the same booth and not with 4.0 but 3.0 will be for sale mm-hmm. at the booth because i think that's that's what i saw before too was where you could actually pick up one of the actual drones and I'm actually interested in it and because I didn't see any boxes there for sale is why, is why I didn't right. stop by their booth. And they were very specific. They said, no, we're not selling this. We're just letting people know for Indiegogo right now because the campaign is going on right now. It's, it's shipping in a couple months. So, you know, uh, but it was really interesting. I mean, the device itself seems very toy and chintzy to a point. 
but um, it seems like there's a lot of technology kind of packed in that thing. I like the the the, the module nature of it. Uh, a lot of possibilities that it does. The, and, and then they, she showed me the bits, uh, how the camera works, and it actually just takes a mini micro whatever um, SD card in the back, so that's completely usable. Um, I kind of want to see a little bit of the video and see how well it does. Um, if it's a, it's a half decent clip of video, I'm kind of considering something like this to give it a try, uh, at least for some nice quick video, um, you know, down and dirty kind of drone footage to to help out with projects. And 300 feet is a, is a is is not a is not a short distance. Mm-hmm. Um, I want something like this just to be able to look at my roof because I can't see my roof from anywhere. Um, so this this is kind of an ideal type drone for me as a, as a beginner. Some of their stuff with the self leveling I thought was really really nice. Um, I'm I'm very interested in this drone, so I actually will be probably going out to Indiegogo to pick one up. There you go. Well, I'll be keeping an eye out for my uh, uh, for it myself. Uh, get some more, but it, it looked pretty cool. It was nice they had there demonstrating. Definitely caught some people's eyes. I actually saw it floating above as I was on the overlook looking at stuff, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> somebody's got a drone. Wondering what that's about." I thought it was just somebody messing around because there was a guy with the uh, RC car uh, from the Jurassic Park uh, car booth. And I was just like, huh. Um, so I don't know if you see in the notes, there's a little bit of a WTF in there. So this is a less than awesome, I think, kind of thing. Um, I, you probably saw this as well. Did you see the A-Box TV on the one side over by the Air Force guys? So, yes, I yeah. did. Yeah, isn't that um, interesting? I did not stop and talk to them because I felt like I might get arrested just for looking at that. I know, product, me too. <laughs> I, I sat there and watched her answer some people's questions um, because, you know, she, it was it was set up on a corner. They had a headset so that she was projected as she was talking about it, and she's answering questions and everything. Um, so, basically, and I got, I got the card here, but I got the site, but the site really isn't too much to look at. It's an Android box. Um, they were saying it was 260-some, like $267, like a weird random number it seemed like it looked like just a little chintzy android box um it's actually going for 350 if you go on the shopping section of their website it's a hyphen box tv.com i can't say that i recommend picking one of these up when you when i tell you what it's going to do so their claims are um you can watch any network in the world any show, any time. She was even making the claim, the claim during uh, uh, talking to somebody uh, that we even get the movies around when they're in the theaters, when they're still in the theaters. Then she she specifically made the claim that, uh, well, you know, it depends on the movie, and they're showing a screen that has, like, minions on there and everything, which is still out there, and a few other things. And, uh, you know, nothing's functioning or anything like that. It's just a, a picture on the screen, right? And she's uh, and is, she gives a sample of, like, well, American Sniper, when that came to theater, we had it the day before. Now, Chilla, you know and I know something's fishy when somebody tells you that, right? Something's very fishy exactly. if you're hearing that. That's, that. that's actually why I, I was with a, with a friend of mine, and, and we, we actually heard her going through one of her spiels about movies that are still in a theater and i'm like i'm not even going over there because that just sounds this is like this is like a lawsuit waiting to happen this is the internet age version <laughs> of remember when the mall kiosk that had the uh hundred and hundred video games in an n64 looking controller and they were like emulators of nes and genesis and whatever games all on one controller and and a lot of times you could um um call up nintendo and let them know about this and they'll go away in a couple of days um it feels like that sort of situation, uh, and, and that was one of the things that too that they had 
they had an emulator on there. They were showing, I think, Super Mario Brothers and some right. stuff. And I see that I, I see it on their their thing too. So they're yeah, this. I, I, I I'm a nervous about the legitimacy of the device, and is it is it actually going to work? And if it does work, how many people are going to get? cease and desist orders how long is this thing going to work right uh yeah this, mm-hmm. this is the kind of screen and stuff like nothing is really clear um part of me says well if you get this thing and it stops working for a while you can always format the android device on there and put something else on there uh it, it does say like on the front page it is saying do 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 it is saying um um oh there's a slide on here uh XBMC is what it's running on. It's a nonprofit organization. Okay, that's that's right. That, they're correct there. Okay, um, Showbox is a free subscription quote Netflix type. So that was they kept saying you pay one fee and you never have to pay anything and you can get rid of cable. We got all the shows. A guy asks, "Well, does it have this channel?" And they're like, "Oh, oh what's that channel? Uh, so is that channel on your on your TV right now?" It's like, "Yes." Then we get it. I, Excuse me? You know, you're just saying things at this point, right? Um, so I, just a little bit of um, step with caution when you see something like this. Uh, this is one of those things where uh, it's one of those things where, um, you know, people getting scared of like, I don't want to use my internet, my, my credit card on the internet. It's like, listen, you go to Walmart.com, you know Walmart, right? You go to Walmart already. Uh, Amazon.com, completely safe. Don't go to this is where I buy my medication.com and try to get your stuff there. That's where you have the problem. Don't do that. Go with familiar names. You should be fine. Right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that goes along with this. Um, if it's not something that you see on a Walmart shelf, I, I feel weird saying that, but I'm, I, I, that seems accurate, doesn't it? Um, it? You know, if it's not something that, like, oh, your friends have, or if it has an <laughs> Apple logo or a Google logo on it, and I get, if it has a Google logo on it, you should be okay, right? Although <laughs> people might take the App Store icon and and because I noticed that on their thing too, they were they were saying you know if you can get it from the Google Google Play Store, then you can run it on this because it runs Android. Technically, so sometimes I get nervous about yeah. even that comment. Or are they are they choosing an icon that is an alternate store that looks close? Um, I I don't know I. I I this room this reminds me of back in the days of the computer shows where there would be someone mm. that homebrewed or was selling DVDs that were written in Sharpie or CDs that were that the, the front label was in Sharpie and it was some, something like you would normally have to pay a couple hundred dollars for the software. So personally, I would stay away from this. But um, if someone did pick one up, let us know what it's like. Yeah, yeah. If you if you if you took the shot in the dark for two hundred and fifty bucks plus, um, let us know. Uh, that's what I got. What do you got for your awesome thing of the week here, Chilla? So, so, so that's a perfect lead in to my awesome thing of the week. Um, obviously, <laughs> Apple made some, speaking of trusted some, sources, <laughs> some some big announcements last week. And the thing that the thing that caught my eye and that I've been waiting for for quite some time um, is the updated Apple TV. Obviously. They announced the new iPad Pro. They announced the new iPhone. Um, they announced some new Apple Watch exteriors and, and um, watch bands. Um, but the big one for me was the Apple TV um, shipping in late October. What does it bring to the table, you ask? Um, it brings apps and where and, and a new remote. Um, 
I don't care that it's whatever it is, a quarter of an inch or a half an inch or an inch thicker than the current one. I don't care that it doesn't do 4K. Um, what I care is the remote leverages Siri. Um, and she's not just, she can do broad search. So if you're searching for something, it can search through Netflix, the iTunes library. It can search everywhere. Um, so it has a federated search capability. Um, the remote can be used as a as a as a controller as well for games. Something that probably won't be huge for me, but is kind of a nice to have. Um, to me, it's the the app store. So you're going to see. We were just talking about XBMC, right? You're already hearing Plex is working on an app. You're already hearing about VLC having a player app that's going to that's going to play pretty much any format that you want to watch. Um, you're hearing about all these app devs that, that I think it's the tip of the iceberg, um, but you're hearing about all those developers already creating apps. There was already a dev lottery. Um, so developers could enter to get their, they were giving their, if, if you came up with you, if you were an existing developer and you wanted to port and you could, I guess, come up with a good enough proposal. Um, Apple already shipped you the TV. Um, so at, a, at, at two price points, they have a $149.99 price point and a $199 price point. Uh, you got a 32 gig or 64 gig. Um, apps, interestingly enough, are going to be limited to 200 meg. Um, 200 meg, why do you say? Is because they don't want you to have to sit there and wait forever to download something. I experienced that all the time on my Xbox one. Um, but your app is not actually list uh, limited to 200 meg. Once it's installed, it can actually downstream an additional two gig down to the device and then swap out content with the cloud. Um, that sounded like it could be potentially unlimited. Um, so maybe it would download the, the next couple levels of a game um, if it if it exceeded two gig, and then be able to to remove and add additional as needed. Um, I am, like I said, super excited about this device, um, especially when it comes to uh, the the Plex app, the the VLC app, as well as I'm interested in some of the channels that couldn't get on the original Apple TV. Um, they now can build their own that without a special partnership with Apple, they can now build an app and push that out. So I, I was interested in the one app, um, Air, Airbnb. I'm not sure why I need an what? Airbnb app on my <laughs> Apple TV. Um, but it's good to know, like I said, that, that devs are lining up to build apps for this. Right. And I am interested in the gaming side of things. I mean, this isn't going to be an Xbox killer or anything, but it does have a lot of power behind it. It's an A8, which is equivalent to the iPhone 6. Is that correct? Yes. So that's a lot of power. And to be honest, and I think a smaller resolution when you think about it, if you're going to a 1080p television, that's a, that's you don't need as much <laughs> horsepower as you need for that iPad. You know, right? Uh, so it's going to perform just fine if you're happy with what it looks like on on your iPhone or on your I mean, iPad. They've already started to talk talk about you know um, anyone who's who has an an MFI controller today made for iOS um, Bluetooth controller. You'll be able to pair that up. Um, I'm right. interested to see what other devices people are going to come up with. I've seen 
knockoff PlayStation controllers, knockoff uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Xbox controllers. So I'm sure we're, we'll. It's the tip of the iceberg for for video games. I think you'll see some direct ports where pretty much you have your left and right tap on the screen. Um, and maybe some swipe action that mm-hmm. now you'll see. I think I think the first thing that's going to come over in, in a, some kind of full-blown um, piece is you're going to see um, a lot of the side-by-side fighters. Right. That, that, can, that are graphically intense but aren't a lot of um, three-dimensional. But if you saw – I was actually really impressed with the one game they showed running on the 6S phone. Um, where they were talking about the bullet trails and the laser trails and all mm-hmm. the sound and all the sprites and elements of the game. It, it was, it was beautiful. And I could see, you know, you may be able to get that type of, of video game that um, Halo or Gears of War um, type game on, on the device. So only time will tell. Mm-hmm. And there is uh the, the, even if you go to the games part, they do show, a controller that's going to be the Nimbus Steel City controller, uh, uh, Steel Steel Series controller. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, there's going to be a big push for the gaming side of this, this thing. Shadowmatic, a game I'm already playing on the phone. It's it's, it's pretty good. Um, you know, they got the Guitar Hero Live on here as well. Um, yeah, there's your Airbnb actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that that's. Um, I, and I also hope that certain games, like I'm hoping I can see a Laura Croft go going over this, and of course Crossy Rose, which means our Pac-Man is, because I did notice Pac-Man 256 is on my um, Amazon Fire, which is awesome. I love it, but I already paid the eight bucks for unlimited credits on my phone, and I wish it transferred <laughs> over because I'm completely about to drop in there eight bucks very soon at this point to play it on the bigger screen, but also nothing else uh, syncs up. But the idea that I can play my Laura Croft Go game, perhaps, and it's uh, it's 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 it looks nice, but controls control wise, it's pretty just directional. That's it. You know, swipes on the screen. It's gonna it's gonna translate very well into that that controller, uh, with the swipe. Uh, but uh, but that that is compatible. Is it something that's gonna? It, have you seen any mention of it being a universal app of sorts, and in that there will be a, a a cloud crossover compatibility like that, like we already have on our other devices? I think you'll see um, some some crossover capability that's probably managed through iCloud or or the vendors. Um, Back end. That's one of the things you were you were talking about unlimited credits and cross platform capability. I've seen some of the cross platform capability that video game people have been writing in using their own back end. Um, I think it's only a matter of time. I, I don't know if it's going to be something that they people want to stick with Apple's development kit to build that in. Only because think about it. To your point, you're never going to get to the the Fire TV or Android platforms. I think the big the big makers are going to have to program their own backend. But yes, there will be some cross in the iOS world. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll you'll see some of that. Now, I have heard that it's not running iOS and it's not running Watch. Oh, obviously, it's not running Watch OS, but it's running TV OS. Um, yeah, but so the SDK is going to be a little bit different and why i bring this up is because what i don't know is 
watch OS apps are a subset of the iOS app. Um, but I don't know how the TV OS will work. Um, so I'm interested to see if I buy, if, if the apps are that are pay, if I buy the iOS phone or iPad version, am I automatically entitled to TV OS or is it up to the developer? Hmm. Be interested to see. Well, that we're going to wait on. It's a uh, late. I think they mid to late November or October. It said that it's going to come out. We'll have more answers by then, and then see if uh, this is exactly what we're going to uh, get into here uh, with the Apple TV. So it, it's on my list. It's a little more expensive, so I'm definitely not going to drop it day out. Uh, see what the reports are back. But I think it's very much. I'm probably going to have an Apple TV uh, hidden around my TV in the in the fairly fairly near future. So. Um, so with that, hey, want to give a shout out. We got some uh, fan submitted awesome things of the week I want to get to. But first, uh, big shout out to our friends at Slice on Broadway. You can check them out at sliceonbroadway.com. They provide pizza. I'm all alone this week, but uh, typically I'll have somebody in here and I'm sharing a good pizza with them. Uh, as we said, we're going to be visiting them with our Patreon uh, uh, contributor uh, later this week as well. We have that scheduled. And, uh, and, and yeah, check them out, sliceonbroadway.com. They're down here in Beachview as well as Carnegie, PA. Great stuff. Awesome pizza from scratch tastes so good and the supporting pittsburgh podcast with the perfect pepperoni pizza as always slice on broadway on your facebooks on your instagrams and pgh underscore slice on the twitters let me know heard from them heard about them on the awesome cast chilla 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 we got yes. something we got something that just came across the wire uh Wire means my iMessages uh, right before the show. Uh, wife of the show, who is uh, up there uh, toiling away, making sense of all the stuff that we're talking about for notes and tweets and such, uh, sent me this. IKEA's incredible futuristic table replaces your stove, your cookbook, and your brain. So we got a little bit of GIF action there. It's a tabletop. It's got stuff hanging out on there. And, uh, and, and, and apparently it's a stove kind of area sort of thing. Um, so yeah, Ikea's putting this out. It, it was, uh, you know, they talked to Ikea's head of design here. Um, they, they say they're, they plan to, um, um, preview, they, or they previewed the concept at Expo Milano 2015. And, uh, it's called the table for living, which tells you, uh, what, what you can make with various ingredients and heats your food no stove required. Uh, according to this article at techinsider.io, uh, Ikea created the prototype with the help of the global design, con- uh, consultancy idio, 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 the idios doesn't sound right. Doesn't sound positive. Uh, then there you go. So, uh, I, I, what do you think about this? This is you're you're Mr. Smart Home over here. What do you think of this uh, idea of just having a tabletop that uh, uh, takes care of your your cooking for you? So, so maybe I missed the beginning. So, how hot does the tabletop get? Hot enough to cook chicken, according to this this GIF. And what makes me nervous is, am I going to accidentally put my hand down on it? Yeah, there has to be there has to be some kind of safeguards to this. Um, even I'm I'm looking at pictures in here, and I'll, let me let me click through uh, as I'm kind of digging this again. We kind of uh, we're past this right before the show, uh, so we're we're kind of oh snap oh snap I crashed. <laughs> thanks thanks Chrome for your very interesting error messages. Um, but you're saying where I think this is huge is in your in your smaller apartment style mm-hmm. living. If you could make your countertop also kind of your stovetop. I think that's brilliant. Or if you have a um, small kitchen like we do. 
Yeah. To me, that's, that's the perfect place for something like this. I don't, I don't envision turning my coffee table into a secondary cooktop. The other place I could find this to be completely interesting is what if you could do almost like a hibachi style, but kind of cook anything type restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that would work well. Um, I just don't know. I don't know. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, think about Thanksgiving dinner, right? You're, you got, you're, you're cooking in shifts or you're cooking items in shifts because you don't have enough stovetop. If I could, if I could heat my entire counter to like warm to keep everything at a, a nice warm temperature and not have to dump things into like crock pots and, and other uh, other things to keep it warm. Uh, now, now you got me thinking. I want this all over my kitchen. I want to line every surface in my house with this, to be quite honest. It'd be great in the winter, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I would want it outside of the kitchen because um, I would be afraid that someone would burn themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and very, it's definitely an interesting concept. I mean, very interesting. They, they do show in the video, I want to try and bring this up in a moment, uh, they do show like a kid playing on it beforehand and then somebody's cooking on it, you know? It's just like... Huh, that's very interesting <laughs> as we go through this. Um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, and we see a little bit of kind of that interactive kind of thing, like kind of like the service table kind of situation. Uh, and they said it's kind of a cookbook kind of thing. So they're showing like a, a recipe book that sits on there. And now we have this like little kind of, uh, a wood-looking knob thing that has the degrees, and you see, like, you set broccoli on there, and you get all this information about broccoli, uh, what's the daily source of, and everything. Um, it's very interesting. There's a little card. This is American Pancakes, and it pulls up all the ingredients and what exactly you need as you go, and it looks like it's actually weighing things, like the ingredients for for the pancakes and and the mix and everything. Wow, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Um, so, and, and if you look at it, um, let's see if they got an image right here. It's not a big table. Like it looks like, um, not, not a, not a kitchen. It looks like, it looks like a table that you would have. Um, honestly, it looks like this table chiller. If you've ever seen this one that, that beside the desk over here, that's like the mm-hmm. wood top and it's not very thin, like about that thin. Um, like it looks like just a kitchen table, not a dining room table, a kitchen table. A wood top kitchen table for the most part. Obviously, this is more than just wood going on here, but um, very interesting. I, I'm kind of curious to see where, where this develops. Want to keep an eye? Well, I, I find it funny that someone had a book and an iPhone, or it looked like some kind of phone on the top there. What what if you you left your stuff off to the side and, and forgot about it, right, and then right. brought over a pan and started cooking? Well, I, I feel and like now everything is like melting itself <laughs> to the cooktop. I feel like there's something um because they're showing how reactive it is to things and and maybe it'll say oh hey is this a cooking surface you know maybe maybe it is detecting that to a certain uh, regard so anyways hey uh Matt uh Matt Matt Weller uh Nero uh of the former off- awesome cat or no awful show isn't that interesting awesome cats and awful show which uh, too bad they are not around we could have had a great crossover uh but anyways uh, he he actually hit us up. Well, first of all, he he responded with a video you can find uh, is shared over on the Awesome Cast page and group over on Facebook. Um, but uh, he actually kind of broke down because I was asking about how the NX, the the next plan. I keep wanting to call it the AT and T NXT plan. Uh, some of you guys are going to laugh at that one out there in the chat room. Uh, but but 
he he outlined how the the next plan works, and uh, because I was comparing it to the Apple plan and deciding what I wanted to do with that. So thank you so much. He has been um, um, sending video responses the last few weeks. Um, um, unfortunately, while he's driving, I understand you're excited and you can't wait, but but I'm I'm worried because you're driving while you're shooting video. Um, not that I should say much because. I periscoped while I'm driving. But anyways, um, but no, thank you so much for those responses. And he shared something earlier about there's a uh, five five deal Friday that included a $50 pebble and more. And and he asked the question, any idea of what the point of Amazon Underground is? Have you been looking into this, Chilo? Because I know you got an Android phone. You can at least try this out. I can't do this on my tablet. And and I found out a very interesting reason why. Have you have you heard of the Amazon Underground? Are you a part Amazon, Isn't it the app store that lets you pick up games and apps that are either reduced or i think it's free free yeah and, and very significant ones like the ducktales remastered is on there and the uh mickey's enchanted castle is on there and these are like ten dollar games typically on on the app store i believe uh, the office i was looking at it actually because they have they they put some of the office suite on there really which like office suite professional by moby systems hmm. it's, it's a 15 dollar office app um i was looking at it for that reason but i to your point, I, I'm not 100% certain why. Well, it seems to be. So they won't let, you, let me do it on, on the tablet. It seems that they give a, you're given a lot of permissions. So I'd like to see you try to do it and, and see all the permissions to pop up. Because um, I was trying to read why it wasn't on a Nexus 7, why it wasn't on my tablet. Um, and, and they want access to things like SMS, location, because it's not just the apps that are free. It looks like they're trying to integrate things and localize a little bit. It, they're very cagey about details on the website, it seems. Uh, all they keep telling you is experience all these apps and even in-app items that are actually free and all this stuff. And you learn how. And they don't tell you that it's also something that is going to probably bug you to buy things or 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 no, learn more about you and and, and kind of creep into your phone probably a little bit more than it already is uh, as as an app store. Um, so I think there's some privacy concerns with this, but if you can get going, man, if you're not worried about that kind of stuff, they got a lot of really good games. Ghost Simulators for free on this, um, and it looks like some some serious free games. So um, I don't know, I I, I don't know, I, I like the. I want to try it. I want to dive in, but again, I don't have an Android phone, so there's that. Somebody have an I, I, I can give it a whirl on one of the Samsung devices. I'm guessing that the one thing that makes me nervous is you have to check the checkbox that says "Allow apps from unknown app stores," which right, which I'm already doing because I'm using the Amazon App Store because I was trying to get the free apps of the week and everything. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's it's as long as that's the only one that you're 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 downloading, then you know what's the problem? It's Amazon, right? Unless you don't trust Amazon, and that's a problem. So, uh, no, but they're definitely. Um, I think there's definitely something going on there where you're giving them a bit more of, of permissions. So, watch out for that. Keep an eye on it. Read all that stuff when you're agreeing to it. If you go and download it uh, again, it, it just won't let me on the Nexus, and I, I'd love to try it out. But Alex Cars, he told us about his. Um, he's going to try Periscope. That now he knew that was on Android, and he got his, uh, uh, a new data plan and everything over there, uh, out there in uh, Long, not Long Island, she's Long Beach, is it out there in California that he's at? Anyways, 
but uh, he says, hey, guys, a couple of things. He said he had a new phone uh, because his old one bit the dust. So now he has a Moto E, and it's pretty amazing. Uh, he now gets a 4G LTE, though occasionally the signal seems to go in and out. Yeah, it depends on where you're at. You should see, you should see the new office we're in. Uh, overall, it's a pretty cool phone to have. It has Android Lollipop, which is nice. A uh, number of performance improvements has uh, made this a good thing to have. The E's in the, the, the Moto series in general has been a very good phone. It, it seems I've heard nothing but good things about it. So um, good to see that. Fun story: Periscope was actually pre-installed pre-installed on my phone, despite the fitter, the fact that Twitter wasn't. That's weird. I think that's all based on you know agreements that the companies have with the manufacturer. I know Microsoft and Samsung came to a large agreement, which is why Samsung devices now ship with a large number of of the Microsoft stack already pre-installed mm-hmm. um, one of the things they did well, one of the things i'd be interested to hear is can it be removed um that's a big thing samsung did recently was they allow you to remove the pre-installed apps right right um, there was actually a story i shared on the podcast today asking whether or not they were going to let you remove apps on the iphone that come pre-installed uh, but it sounds like they're not going to there was, there was just some discussion about it um especially with the smaller like 16 and 8 gigabyte phones that are still out there and, and they get keeping these uh, bigger updates. But anyways, uh, but, but, back to his story about Periscope. After getting the, everything situated, he started playing around with Periscope last Saturday. Same day he got the phone, phone mind you. And I saw, I saw him. I was popping him up. There was, he was at some outside concert or something uh, with some brief streams from a music festival. Uh, there you go. Uh, it, it worked out well. And by the third one, I started getting the hang of things. If you're interested in watching those and whatever else I have coming up, follow me on there. Alexander Cars. K-A-H-R for cars. Um, it'll be fun, I promise. Go check it out. He's on the Periscopes, and uh, I think all of us are on the Periscopes. Have you been playing with the Periscope much? Me? Um, I'm more of a watcher than a creator. Oh, um, he's I a, actually have never pushed my own video as a, of yet. He's a Periscope um, but I creeper. I will say that I am, I am using Periscope from a tv replacement or supplement standpoint so um this weekend i was watching things at the con i was watching i watch someone that does kind of video editing off the cuff i watch watch one of her periscopes on occasion um i've watched cosplayers make their costumes um i do find it to be a great sense of entertainment um do I find I don't I don't necessarily find myself creating my own periscopes only because it's not something that lends itself to what I do mm-hmm. on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you well, I could see myself with doing some of the reviews that we talked about leveraging Periscope as like a first first run rough cut. I like that. I like that. You know, that'd be good because you do like a review of a, a gadget or something, and you have people asking you questions, and that can give you ideas of things to bring up when you do the actual video too. Mm-hmm. So I really like that kind of feedback. And again, playing with a little more. Um, I, I did something. Actually, I, I snagged the iPad here and I just went ahead and did a quick Periscope for podcast day. And just like, hey, guys, this is the stuff we're using. Yeah, there's a Wirecast. Da, 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 da. And I kind of do that every time I do a Periscope down here. And it's like, hey, yeah, we're podcasting. So you never know who's new. And you kind of turn it on and say, hey, we do stuff around here. And hopefully they stick around and subscribe to some of the shows and stuff and try to pass them along to that. And and like, yeah, this is what we do. We, we have these computers here and a Wirecast and blah, blah, blah. You know, and just kind of do that, do that thing every time. Um, but yeah, 
it's 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 interesting. It's fun. It's um, I, I think you can get something out of it if you if you angle it right. I've been learning a lot about oddly Periscope on Blab. Hmm. Um, I still need to get into Blab, man. I need to find that time. Yeah, I know that's <laughs> the, my problem, right? But I need something regular. Or I need something, and and the the say get on there. Um, with a partner that will, will, you know, I guess I can just start and have a topic and see where it goes, right? So, just like you start a Periscope, you know. Anyways, uh, speaking of which, hey, we got a lot of stuff going on here. We're doing a lot of awesome projects uh, over at Sogatron Media Services. Um, soon to be really renamed something very, very cool. I hope to launch here before the end of the month. No, it probably won't be by the end of the month, but very, very soon. Um, we're going to be rebranding that a little bit. But if you're into stuff, you're into podcasting, if you're digging the stuff we do, listen, what we do here, we do on very little uh, very little budget around here. This is guerrilla podcasting, right, Chilla? This is how we do things <laughs> around right. here. We got the duct tape studio. Could you imagine what we do with the budget? Some amazing freaking things. And we've done them, and we can do them for you, too. Sorgatron Media Services. Uh, we're doing streaming. We're doing uh, video production. We're helping you with your social media. Uh, we're doing it for clients. We're doing it for businesses in the health industry and engineering industry. Uh, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, you can look at the whole portfolio at youtube.com slash Sorgatron Media. Check out some of the groups that we've worked in with at that playlist right at the top. Guys like AIGA, uh, we've done some videos for um, some uh, Seclair, of course, a longtime client of ours, Pittsburgh Foundation, some great stuff, including the two-and-a-half-year Unsung. A lot of fun videos, and we like to have fun, too. Stuff like Sawtooth Willie, so that we can be, get a little theatrical. Here's a little tip. We're going to be doing some Sawtooth Willie recordings later this week. Keep an eye Thursday night. We'll probably periscope that as well. Um, and uh, and everything else. Go to SorgatronMedia.com. We have some information up there um we're a little outdated we're going to get that updated very soon and it is a contact page and uh, let us know what is your project what ideas you have what where can we help you just with concept uh with delivery with execution whatever the case may be and we do a lot of stuff and check out our podcast as well not just the awesome cast we get into all kinds of geeky stuff you see some client work up there as well our friends of fishing without bait educational grand wellness with Sinclair, all at sorgatronmedia.com and me basic sorgonomics uh, talking about whatever the heck i want to a lot of times social media video or just apple gadgets are cool too uh so let's look at all that crazy stuff we do last week in sorgatron media it does amazing facial face detection really um yeah if, i don't know if you noticed when you did that it actually put a ring around your face does it do it for the selfie yeah, it does do it on the selfie side um okay you can if you hit that mode button <laughs> It actually gives you all the different modes. You have a lot of selfies on your phone, Chilla. <laughs> and they're all uploaded to my Make Google Make sure you photos. post these later. <laughs> uh, we got the Battle Wars 2 event that's happening, which is the uh, the second of our events uh, featuring the stars of Chikara Pro Wrestling, and, and you'll be getting to come down for that. With the exception of like Chikara shows, which I absolutely love, this is probably my favorite place I've ever been. The crowds are absolutely amazing. Uh, the management is excellent. The company is very professionally run. Um, Austin was such a cool city. We got to roam around last time. I randomly met McLovin in a bar. By a man that has a master's degree in the science science way. He's wait, 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 wait. If you're on video, so he's he's holding this up to the camera. Look at these numbers. Look, he mathed this. He like white papered this thing. Look at this thing. Sorg, I scienced the f out of the Bellatron. Okay, okay. Now now right. okay, so the Bellatron is supposed to be a countdown to breaking the record of longest held. Kick it back up. Let's talk about the Pokemans. Did you, have you looked at this? 
I have not looked at this. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the $35 million mansion for sale. That's the former Apple exec. Patreon the- supporters, please kick in. <laughs> Chilla needs a new house. Chilla needs a new house. Daddy needs a new <laughs> house. Daddy needs a new playground to put all his gadget stuff. Man, could you imagine? You think they got a home automation going on there? Got it, right? Bill, you know, Steve Jobs had a very simple house. Well, the, the, this house is actually designed around like a minimalistic point of view. Mm-hmm. But it's also fully automated. So it's minimalistic, but all the fancy stuff's hidden. Well, it's 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 your rounded corners. It's your mm-hmm. there's not there's some some shelves, but not nothing crazy. <laughs> but you're talking like the the countertop in the kitchen is a single looks what what looks like to be a single cut of marble that may also an- be able to cook your food you know just like <laughs> yes. what we just saw from ikea we're back i'm rolling with that we're just going to include that whole thing um but wherever the heck i hit record uh but hey i want to talk about pokemon go and actually you know more about this i think than you realize chilla because uh pokemon go is this game we, we you know there's the talk on the video game podcast and everything about nintendo we're going to do apps but we're not just going to put mario on here and have you play the same games or anything like that um so Apparently, Nintendo is teaming with Niantic. Niantic, help me. Ingress. Um, Okay. uh, Yeah, it's I think it's Niantic. Niantic for a quote real world Pokemon game. Pokemon Go is what it's going to be called. It's coming in 2016. I think early 2016. It says there is a promo video out that's just people running across the world and finding Pikachu in an alleyway. Yeah, um, you know, Ansel's is big. Everybody meets in Times Square, and there's a big Pokemon battle with Mewtwo and all this kind of stuff. So it's it's one of those things. It's the video game. It's the Pokemon game that's going to get you out of the house, as as um um they do already with Ingress. And I, I honestly have had trouble getting in the Ingress. And really, it, it it is I think the the concept Chilla like this whole it's an interesting concept, but it's it's kind of I can't get into it because Ingress was based on your you pick a side and there's the resistance and the other guys and you find there's these the resistance and the enlightened the, yeah and you, you you find these powerpoints that are that are like using real real places on your phone uh, like I think the coffee house is is labeled on here for instance a, a, right? a lot of landmark locators are beacons right. right so if you if you ever see like one of those copper placards saying this was this bridge was built in whatever year and and is dedicated by such and such um uh, the majority of those are markers and beacons that that allow you to fight to take over a location or or point um ingress for me was was super awesome at first Mm -hmm. um but it does take some time to really try to go around and get points and, and kind of get people to team up with you to take over points. Um, I got kind of lost in some of the more advanced pieces where you could kind of put 
different kinds of weapons or something like that. If it was just kind of like a capture the flag type thing, I could see it being more fun for me. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that I think is key is you either need to have a bunch of friends that are into this. So you can kind of go out as a team or you need to commute a lot um, and be able, you're either one of those people that's commuting city to city or at least from a working standpoint, you're, you're definitely leaving your neighborhood um, on a, a daily, if not weekly basis. I mean, this is one of those things that's supposed to get you out kind of walking with it and everything. So, so it is interactive and it does get you out of the house. I think that's the point of it as well. But again, that, that is kind of hard to fit into your daily life a little bit, isn't it? So, yeah. And it, but, but what I think is interesting is that the ingress kind of was its own thing. Mm-hmm. Pairing up with the Pokemon theory I think is going to get more people into it from a, from a already understanding Pokemon and already enjoying that type of game. Um, I think it'll help get more people onto the platform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Cause I, I want to say Ingress, Ingress started their points with the, uh, what was the Google thing where you could turn it on and it would, if you were in a location that had like interesting facts or, or articles or whatever, it would automatically kind of it would field trip. They were using the pieces that were already built into field trip as the, the original capture points. Mm-hmm. And then you could add additional points based on Google map knowledge. Um, so adding Pokemon to that, I think is just going to get more people playing. Right, right, exactly, and it's adding that technology they've already proven with with this. Uh, yeah, it's going to bring them in and get Pokemon people out of the house, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I I can completely see. Um, I think it's going to be iPhone and Android right off the bat. If if I read that right, I think I said it at the end. Yeah, yeah, it did show both of them at the end, if I recall. Um, I, I can see going on Pokemon excursions with Riz and Chachi, perhaps, right? Um, or, or you know, having some fun like that. You know, we're going to meet in Market Square, and we're going to see this epic battle with Mewtwo <laughs> bust out of the windows of Las Vegas. Sorry, Dave. Um, you know it, it's you know something fun like that. Um, but I'm looking forward to this, and this is the kind of cool thing that uh, if Nintendo is, is is doing more, they're doing this with Pokemon. Could you imagine if they're they're pairing up, and maybe we just have like a full on Mario world we walk around in somehow? Uh, Mario augmented reality. Uh, you you pass that fire hydrant, and it's a giant mushroom or something. Uh, that 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 homeless guy over there is a Goomba. You know, I mean, just kind of integrated into into life. I think that could be a lot of fun. Well, it, it's going to be interesting too because I think what I'm interested in seeing is they have the the little device that kind of pairs with your phone and allows you to capture the Pokemon that you've defeated. Um, how many people are going to start talking to each other based on the fact that they see each other wearing this bracelet? Mm-hmm. No, um, I didn't catch. What is the bracelet about? What did you say it was? It was so. Is it is this how it's going to find other people? No, this is what's going to allow you, from my understanding. To, to, hold on one second. Up here, there's no way to play. Um, it stores the monsters. After you defeat them. In the wristband. From my understanding, yes. And it'll flash and vibrate, giving you alerts that something's happening in your vicinity. 
So, so, so you're telling me that Nintendo's getting into wearable technology along with this game? Oh yeah. Oh man. That's to me, what it looks like. But but like we like I said, I think what it's going to do is the only way you know if someone else is playing ingress is if you really really know them, or you peer over their shoulder as they're walking around the city or are on some kind of public transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, and even at that level, you're probably not necessarily going to spark up a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. I think this is an instant conversation starter and is going to get people talking again. Very interesting. Very like interesting. Before when we, like before we had cell phones and everyone was just like this on, on, in transportation and on, on right. planes and whatever. You see someone wearing this and if you're, if, if you're playing the game, you're probably going to spark up a conversation. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to it on uh, before we get to anything else. Uh, we got to talk about the iPad Pro. I talked about it. I gave it an entire 10 minutes on Basic Sorgonomics uh, last Friday. You can check that over, out over at Sorgatron.com. Um, and uh, it's big. It's, it's, it's a big iPad. It really is. It's just uh, it's, it's two of these side-by-side, side, apparently. Is it two regular-sized ones side-by-side? Side? Is that it's, right? It's, it's approximately, yeah, that's, that's about correct. So just take um, two of these guys. Think, uh, sorry, go ahead. Two of these guys, boom, boom, and you got you got that. Where's my other? I got another iPad down here, so I could give you an idea. Well, there you go. We got the case. So this is how big the iPad is. Holy crap! <laughs> wow. Uh, so it's twelve point nine inches. I, I don't know what what's your take on this. What's uh, sticking out for you uh, there, Trilla? So uh, the more I watched the keynote, and the more I thought about it after the fact, the more I did not want this product. Mm-hmm. Um. But the more I hear more of the in-depth and review of the product, of people that have touched it, the more I'm starting to question if I if I do, if this is a product that I would personally want. Um, at first glance, I wasn't a fan of the keyboard. Um, I thought it looked weak. Um, I've heard otherwise from people that have actually leveraged it. But to your point, it's just a big iPad the more I hear about people that were playing around with iMovie editing multiple 4K streams, um, the more I wonder, is this something that can reinvent my workflow and kind of get me even more off of the, the desktop laptop scenario? Um, and the one thing that is huge for me that I really would like to leverage, but I don't want the, that large of a device is the pencil. Mm-hmm. Notice I didn't say stylus or pen, the pencil. Um, and interestingly enough, during this, during the keynote, there was no talk of the next iPad air. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see. They haven't fully explained. I, ha- I haven't seen it written anywhere where the pencil will only work with the pro. Actually, um, it says right here, introducing Apple Pencil for iPad Pro. Smart keyboard for iPad Pro. So, so right, but is it going to be compatible with anything else? Mm, I don't think they so are. I don't, I'm hoping they come out with an updated iPad Air, like an Air 3, that can either use the Pencil or do something that allows gives me a subset of the technology from the Pencil with the existing air. One of the things that they did when they did the air two that really upset a lot of the stylus companies is they redid the screen. Mm -hmm. Um, 
from a power saving perspective and an accuracy perspective um, that broke a lot of the existing stylus devices. Um, so stylus manufacturers had to build new styluses um, just to work with the Air 2. And the other thing in iOS 9 that they announced was some stylus SDK type stuff. So I'm wondering, is this something we're going to see beyond the pro line? And that's, that's the one thing that's, that I'm waiting to see. And I'll, and I'll give it through even this time next year. Um, the processor is phenomenal. Like I said, I'm not huge on the size. The weight is the equivalent of the first iPad. So mm. Obviously, two two iPads together are the equivalent Wait. weight of the first iPad, <laughs> which yeah. I thought was pretty impressive. That's that's, that's really funny. That's really funny. <laughs> I, I have I still have two uh, iPad ones uh, floating around here. That's pretty incredible. And it, like this, yeah. I was like, yo, I, I don't usually have the this iPad three uh, out of the case, and I'm still re- it's still remarkable to me how thin this is, you know. Um, but again, I'm not walking around with an Air two like you are. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so I'm not used to that at, at, at this point, you know, but it's just like, you know, doing the periscope with this, which is like, wow, this is, this is kind of cool because it's, you know, usually in this crazy thing that's actually made for an iPad one. So it's even bulkier. Right. So, um, I've had to kind of finagle it. So it lines the, up. The, the other thing I've been hearing about is, is app developers talking about the, um, and I'm not going to call it right. So if you're a developer, I, I apologize. But the, the the tool set or however they do the artifacts for an app. So when you do a, a phone app, right, um, obviously you have your little widgets and tools that you, you put. So Twitter is going to put those icons along the bottom. iMovie is going to put its tools, um, Adobe Photoshop, whatever, um, on the phone. And then when you go to the iPad, obviously it gives you a new UI and you can build an expanded toolkit that gives you more capability. I'm hearing that now the pro, the way it does, it's, it's going to be the same layout or, or a larger layout on top of the same app. So obviously you could pull in things that are only going to leverage themselves to a pencil or only leverage themselves maybe to a keyboard and maybe they they appear just based on the fact of connecting them um i think only time will tell on that and it'll be interesting to see how many things work up and down the the solution stack um and by that i mean how many people say oh i could do this on the pro so i'm going to extend this all the way down to the phone because i see a lot of people using it or this is going to be a pro exclusive. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm interested. I, I think that they they have a lot they can do with it. Um, the I think the consumers adopting it is going to be what drives it. The other thing I've heard is that um, it's going to be heavily dependent on connectivity. A lot of those a lot of those tools they were talking about using require um, high speed internet connections with a back end system doing a lot of the processing. Um, so I'll be interested to see where, where people take that. It's, um, I, I think it's going to be an interesting device in general for professionals. Um, but you got to see a use case. I, uh, you know, I, I think 
again, being versus uh, Surf- Surface Pro and and price comparison, you're like, but you get a whole computer. Um, having that Photoshop accessibility versus having something specialized. I think it's going to make a big difference. I want to see what happens with this for video pros. I want to see what happens with the obviously illustrators are going to be a big thing. And, and I think even this could be a super fancy um, replacement for anybody doing, uh, frankly, office work. Uh, you know, Microsoft Office kind of work as well uh, when, it, when it fits in. If you want something a little more higher end than, uh, than just a Chromebook. That, that. And that, that was something that really surprised me at the keynote. Look who got up on stage to kind of kick this section <laughs> off. It was it was Microsoft and Adobe. Yeah, um, yeah, we've really and, come and, full circle, haven't we? Yeah. So 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 I'm, I'm interested to see what they what they um, do with it. But is um, all, but but also Microsoft is showing off. This is Office. This is mm-hmm. Office. Period. You know, it's not a truncated version. It's a version that is specialized for touch first, but it's it's still, from the looks of it, fully functional office. So, and, and see, that's where I, I, I don't know. I would not put this in the same realm as the Surface. Mm-hmm. Um, the Surface, to me, is a device, and don't get me wrong, I I have one that's right here. It's it's great to use. You're a Surface it's fan. A, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a desktop mm-hmm. that I can touch. Um, the iPad to me is just what you said. It's touch first mm-hmm. that then I can perform office tasks or desktop tasks on. Um, I have yet to see a, a device that does both extremely well. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, and that's the thing. It's very specialized. And if you're into that, um, if you're like, I want Windows, but I want it in a tablet form factor. Cool, you know? But if you're like, no, I just could use a bigger version of this iPad with a little more power so it's, you know, that I can get a little more done with it, then cool. Um, you don't have as many distractions. That's a, the, Typically, uh, other than now the split screen thing and you can put video in the corner and everything, uh, iPad is a very unitask thing, right? Um, I got this thing. It's taking up the full screen. I don't have things popping up in the corner or anything like that. You do have notifications at the top, but still, it's not as crazy distracting as if I'm on a computer, right? Because everything is trying to creep in on you. And um, I, th- I think that's going to make a difference. I-, I think it's a big difference. You know, uh, I think we're to a point where people are iOS fans as an operating system, perhaps. Uh, to get mm-hmm. certain things done. Um, this is a replacement, much like I thought Surface was. Um, this combats the idea of Surface for illustrators uh, to a certain point if the, if the software and the tools are going to be there. Um, but, uh, but you know, I, I, you know, again, coming from Wizard World, uh, you saw it. I, I saw it all over the place. Uh, all, all the people out there with Wacom, ta- Wacom tablets, uh, Wacom, 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 whatever tablets uh, and screens and everything that are huge, um, you know, seeing that replaced with I'm doing it on an iPad, I'm doing it on Surface Pro. Uh, I think this is going to be that one of those things that you're going to see out there, and it's going to be down to preference. I, I think there's plenty of illustrators that are going to prefer a Surface or pre- prefer the Wacom over the iPad and vice versa. Um, and I think some will find that new stylus, you know, worthwhile for what they're paying. They're already paying a ridiculous amount for those tablets, probably, um, especially uh, our friend Malengo. Uh, by the way, Malengo. Our, our buddy uh, uh, made it on Core Killers again this this week, so go check out Core Killers. Uh, Malengo Akbosambe is on there, um, and I'm hoping to get him very soon because they're they're hopefully finishing soon their 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 uh, iPhone app. 
that they've been working on their game they've been working on for a good long time uh so i can't wait to hear that that turns out as well so uh but anyways uh but but they're looking at this stuff they're looking at the, you know apple tvs and everything um and i'm sure i'd like to i i next time i i get a chance i want to ask you know what he's thinking of that versus the tablet that he has because he has the giant one that's basically another monitor <laughs> that you plug in um it, it's it's obscene dude obscenely large and he took it to like steel city con or comic con or whatever we went to when we shared a table at one time and i was like man that's that's a lot that is a lot that you brought with you but i don't know i don't know it's possible any other thoughts on that uh, iphones um I, I, i'm getting one one way or the other here uh but it's time for me the iphone i i'm i'm, in, I'm interested in the 3d touch mm-hmm. um that's something that that i'm super excited for so i'm interested to see how that that services itself for app developers. It's actually funny because so we're on the the eve of iOS 9 launch, right? And I probably have had since I've gotten home, um, I would say about 30 app updates. Is that tomorrow? Yes. Wow, so I didn't tomorrow even one, tomorrow at 1 p.m. I didn't even catch the date. Like I, I don't know. It was so downplayed <laughs> in the in the keynote. I'm just like you're just like when am I getting the next thing? And I, I didn't even catch it. I, I had no idea. This is the first time where I haven't been like waiting with bated breath. You know, I, I'm the one that like goes through the whole thing and updates iOS before you know a week before he gets the new phone. Anyways, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and I really don't care right now i don't know nothing nothing is huge in the new ios that has me excited for it um i do like the the um swipe to the right to see apps that it's recommending that i should use right now Mm -hmm. um the siri suggestions as they call them um i will say that i am a huge fan of the news app Mm -hmm. um that was a big one for me um other than that i'm not seeing anything huge i i did see a, a speed boost um as well as um i'm interested to see what because at the same time they launched nine the nine um gold master they released already released the nine one beta um so i'm guessing we'll see nine one hit in november but i'm interested to see what they what they kind of do alongside with that the the phone to along with a 3D touch, which is like the force touch on the the watch, um, it does. Uh, you can call up Siri. I won't I won't activate her on everyone's devices, but you can call her up without without having to be plugged in. Um, right. The device and they. Right. The, I think it's 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 only going to be a 6s and 6s plus, and I think it's because they moved. Um, the motion coprocessor onto the chip. So I'm guessing much like Motorola, um, they've done things to make it extremely power efficient to be able to continue to do that. Interesting. I'll be looking out for that. But other than that, uh, you said 3D touch you, you're interested in. Um, hey, I don't know. I looked at that and I saw they, they showed all the close-ups of the mini mechanicals that are going to make that work. And to me, it, to me, it means I dropped the phone more stuff is potentially going to break. I, that's that's definitely true. Um, I've dropped my watch and it it has no problem. Um, I, I I don't know. I, only time will tell. And I'm wondering is that going to be their thing of you know do our subsidy and get because it comes with Apple Plus, mm-hmm. Apple Care Plus. Um, 
I think only time, like I said, only time will tell on that. Um, because of the way it works, I'm guessing it's not going to be any different than past people home. The four line had, had home button issues after year two. Um, and I've certain people have said the, the um, vibration motor can go bad after a prolonged period of time, or this I've heard the speaker going bad on the five um, battery on the five S or no, it was also on the five. Um, so I don't know. We'll see over time, but it, to me, that's another one of those parts that it's, it's probably not meant to last much more than two to three years. Right. Exactly. Uh, so, so you're saying I'm not going to be handing these down to my relatives as, well, as, it, as handily it, maybe, but I guess here's the, here's the question for you. Um, do they care if they don't get force touch? That's true. That's true. Hopefully it just goes away and doesn't disable anything else along right. with it. Right. All it's, right. It's only giving you more functionality. It's not give, it's not, it's not providing <laughs> like, like if you, like you if you screwed up, like if you screwed up the, the thing, if you put your stylus the wrong way on, on the yes. note and yanked it out and broke that clip, you just have less functionality that was added. You're fine. Yes. Correct. All right, Sheila, it's been fun talking tech with you again this week. We had a lot of stuff and still ended up talking a lot iOS and Apple and everything like that. Uh, but thank you very much. At Sheila on the Twitters. That's where you can find me, John Sheila on the Facebook. You have uh, cosplay pictures up yet? I, I actually didn't take my camera either oh, day. No. Um, so I do not have, but I will be posting some pictures Um with Christopher's experience at his first con. So there was a, there, the, well, and he's not coming away with any nightmares after experiencing the, the, the zombie girls, our, our no, friends, the zombie no, girls at the scare house slept in the following day. There you so go. He's, he's you fine. Got a, got, a, got a good night's sleep. No big deal. No big deal <laughs> on the zombies for that kid. Um, but no uh, stranger danger, which makes me nervous in a whole different respect. That's that was the other thing too. Like I almost said something. I'm like, I almost like, hey, this is kind of the utmost stranger danger situation, isn't it? <laughs> um, but he's completely like he was interested, he was curious, but he just like, eh, it's just zombies, whatever. <laughs> you know, they're just he people was too. Up to artists. I you mean, know. he was running all over the place, and yeah. it, it was pretty impressive. Great. That's awesome. That's our friends. Uh, of course, uh, that's Dutters over there as well. And if you've been following her on the Periscope, um, there was some zombie action over the weekend. Zombies in an elevator, zombies on the roof of the David Lawrence Convention Center. A lot of fun stuff going on. Go check that out. Kay Dutters on the Twitter for her and on the on the Periscopes as well. Check us out. Awesomecast.net. Uh, the video by itself of the Microdrome th- Micro 3.0 is up there on Awesome. Excuse me on awesomecast.net and uh, check out everything else going on upcoming and past awesome chats, some great interviews with some awesome people around Pittsburgh and beyond, including guys from Be Somebody, from Clamor, getjackoff.com, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. Follow us on the social medias, awesomecast on the Twitter, the Facebook, and the Facebook group. Uh, you can converse with us there, and uh, please also uh, drop us a line awesomecast awesomecast at sorgatronmedia.com if you have anything you want to share with us or, or just on the social medias or videos in the car if you will just please be safe Nero um, and uh, uh, and subscribe to us on iTunes on Spreaker Stitcher iHeartRadio YouTube we are on Daily Motion in, in some clips on the Facebook we're putting some of the clips video as well uh, and you can share that if you like something please share it that's a big way you can help the show um, if you're not if you don't want to contribute to the patreon.com uh, slash awesomecast for 
that. Um, just just let people know about it. Help this audience grow. And that means a lot to us. And that means we'll be able to do a lot of stuff to, to try to reach out with stuff in the future. We were talking about some expansion, some some other fun things we could be doing around here. And we're going to we're gonna try to grow up this awesome cast kind of thing. So thank you, everybody. Thank you to our awesome chat room. Joining us at live.awesomecast.net. Riz Plays Games is in there. Check him out on YouTube. Juggalo John. WPAJ. Juggalo John on Twitter. Hot Wheels RWA. Um, hanging out all evening. Thanks, Missy, um, at Rebellious Flaw on the Twitters for helping out the tweets and the show notes all night long. And thanks, Riz, because I forgot to tell him that he, his services were not needed tonight. So I think he was doing some stuff for a little bit, too. And we'll see you guys next week. You've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.